welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is your podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. We will see if you are listening to this on a Monday or beyond. I have to admit, I'm a bit late in getting this episode out. I received my COVID booster shot and my flu shot a couple days ago. And let me just tell you, the aftermath was not so fun. I am glad to be protected against both things. And yes, I got my booster because I am a physician in healthcare. And so I was eligible. But man, I'm just hoping that was maybe my last (laughs) booster (laughs) because my body does not seem to enjoy that particular vaccine. Anyway, enough of my personal ramblings. Today's episode is going to be some Q&A, a couple of fun announcements and launch discussion And I hope you enjoy it as we've had a lot of interview episodes recently. As a teaser, I'll mention we have another fun, very stationary focused interview episode next week as well. Okay, so a couple of things I've just been noticing as I peruse my various planner feeds. First of all, Agendio. I did a review of Agendio back in 2018, and I should probably go back and revisit them again at some point. But Agendio is a highly customizable planner company where you are almost able to design every aspect of what goes on to your planner page, and they will bind it for you, and it will look nice and professional. The thing that they have just announced is that they now have 120 GSM paper. They did not previously have paper of that thickness, um, and that's pretty nice, thick, luxe paper. So I think that's exciting because they have so many features, but their paper quality previously, it was good, but it was more designed to be like many thinner pages in a big book. And so I think that's really great that they now have this high quality paper option available. And perhaps next year, I'll have to design some kind of custom planner or notebook just so I can try that out and report back to you all. So that was one thing. The second is that I've been noticing the Kit Life launch all through my Instagram feed. They actually, I love one of their covers. It's pink and flowered, but then there are tigers built in. And I just think, wow, what a cool juxtaposition. Like it's feminine, but there's tigers. Like just adorable. They did some little tweaks to their layout. Amanda's Favorites has a great video where she covers all of the details. And I watched that in my post-booster haze last night, um, which was a great thing to be doing. So definitely a launch to consider for next year as you start to think about your 2022 lineup. The third thing I'll mention is that my Cultivate What Matters arrived. I did order right after launch day. I have been faithfully using, I had a six-month one that I ordered midway through 2021 that I have been using. And so I decided to get a full year's worth for 2022. And I chose the color that was the teal. And I have to say, in person, it is it is even prettier than it looked on screen. It is like the world's most saturated teal. In a way, there's a little bit of an 80s vibe to it, which does not make me sad at all. I am a child of the 80s. I was born in 80. Oh, no, I've just dated myself. That's okay. Um, And so I just really, really love the color of that planner, and I'm very excited to use it alongside my regular planner to track my goals. And then finally, I'll just mention what I'm using right now since that does change fairly frequently. I am using my Erin Condren Life Planner, which I started in July and I'm going to use it all the way through December. So six whole months, I guess that's better than less than that, even if it's not the full 12. 
and I'm using my full focus planner in the green leather. It does have the bright white paper inside and I'm using the ring bound for my daily. I am a full focus affiliate. If you are interested in looking at their new fall launch, they have some really pretty colors, including a sienna linen and like a pool blue linen. That's very pretty. I do have a coupon code, which is Sarah fall 10, which will give you 10% off. So it's S-A-R-A-H-F-A-L-L 10. So if you are more interested in a quarterly undated option, that's one that I truly love. Okay. So I think that's kind of the big things that I've noticed out in the planner. Oh, I guess I did notice that Erin Condren just released their focused collection, which looks really, really pretty. There's a cover that's white with gold pinstripes that does look like a lovely, very professional option that also is reads a little bit feminine to me. And I, I love that. So that's another thing that is certainly worth looking at, as well as some softbound options in the focused line from Erin Condren, which if you're left-handed and rings bother you, rings actually don't bother me that much, I guess, based on how I hold my pen and the angle of my writing. But some left-handers are very annoyed by rings. And so if that is you, then you might be interested in these lay flat soft cover options from Erin Condren in their focus lineup. All right. So yes, it's a very busy planner launch season. I know many of you are probably trying to figure out what you're going to be using in this new season. So I hope that I've given you some ideas and things to search in your free time, or perhaps while you're listening, that could be a fun multitasking (laughs) activity. All right, we're going to get into a couple of Q and A's here. Here's the first one. Sarah, thank you for your podcast. I really enjoy listening to it as I love planning and hearing about how other people plan. Here's my question. I am trying to take better care of my physical and mental health. And one of the ways that I am doing that is by tracking my symptoms. I bought the Erin Condren Perpetual Planner. I think that's what it's called. And I love the format of seeing the whole month at a time because I feel like that way I can see trends throughout the month as well as with my cycle. The problem is it's too small. I find I can't fit all of what I'm trying to write. I'm hoping you know of something that would be similar, but maybe have a line all the way across two pages for a whole month or maybe a larger size. Thank you. Okay, so I do know which one you're talking about. That Erin Condren Perpetual Planner actually comes with the Life Planner, but you can also buy it a la carte. It's a, um, for those listening who haven't seen it, it's a like a kind of A5 size paperback kind of thin booklet. And each month has the days listed like one to 30 for the entire month. And it's it's linear. So you it would be great for symptom tracking. I actually use mine as a birthday tracker. I put all the birthdays of my residents so I can remember to give them a little token birthday item. And that was honestly the easiest way to do that. And I like that it's perpetual because I can put my residents on there. And as they graduate, I'll kind of like be reminded of them. So I don't know. I just think it's a fun use of it. And that's how I'm using mine right now since it came with the planner. But I can see how it does only have like one line across the page. And if you have a lot to write, you might want more space. So I have a fun answer for you. I would look into the Ashley Shelley Monthly Planner. Now, the reason that this came across my horizon is that I follow Amanda's favorites, as you know, and she actually did a collaboration with Ashley Shelley where she designed a monthly planner. But Ash- And that one actually sold out. But never fear, because Ashley Shelley has many other designs of this planner, and it is such a unique little booklet that I think would be perfect for symptom tracking. 
It comes, I think, in either five by eight or six by nine. Since you said you wanted more space, you could do the larger size six by nine. And it has a classic monthly calendar layout. But then between each of the classic monthly calendar layout, it has a full blank page layout. So this would be perfect for symptom tracking. First of all, it's really, really cute. The calendar layout has lines across each box, so you can write really neatly or have some kind of code. And the fact that you have a two-page spread after each month would be maybe on the calendar box, you would write, oh, headache. But then in the two-page spread, you would have room to write more details about the headache on each day. So that would give you space to put the details, but you'd also be able to see your month at a glance so you could really see trends. And I think that would work really, really well for your purposes. So check out ashleyshelley.com and look into her little monthly planner booklets. They're not too expensive, you know, I think less than $20. And she is a, a woman who runs her own business and makes lovely products. So I think this would be a great option for you. All right. I have another question and this one is about planner sizes. So I know I often refer to A5 and B4 and all those kind of letters and numbers without always describing it. And this listener called me out on that in a very nice way. So she writes, hi, Sarah, I love your best laid plans. And I look forward to listening to it on Monday as I get ready for work. I'm somewhat new to paper planners, and I'm getting a lot of inspiration about how to use them. But because I'm fairly new to this, I get confused when you say A5 and A3 and other paper sizes. I was wondering if you could define these terms using common reference points like a half sheet of paper or about the size of a legal envelope. So she wants me to do that during the episodes, which I will definitely try to do more of. But I wanted to just give a very brief primer on what these sizes mean right now so that anybody who's always been wondering can now be enlightened. Now, you can yourself check out papersizes.org, which is where I got this information. But one really interesting thing about the kind of A4 and B whatever system is that there is like a mathematical thing to it. So an A4 is very similar to a it's actually right between legal size and letter size. So if you think of like a standard US piece of copy paper, it's just a little bit shorter than an A4. And a legal pad is a little bit longer than an A4. So A4 is close to a standard size piece of paper. But here's the mathematical cool part. To make A5, simply fold the A4 in half. And that is A5 size. Yep, exactly half. Now simply fold that paper in half. So now you've folded your paper in quarters. That's A6. Fold that paper in half, that's A7. Fold that paper in half, that's A8. So each time you have the exact same shape or proportions of length to width, but the area of the page is exactly half. Now that's A, and that is, again, as I said, the dimensions, so the proportions that are similar to a piece of copy paper, a little bit longer than a regular letter size, but not much. Now the B series is when you actually have a slightly different shape that you're working with. So slightly different proportions. And the B series is a little bit like taller and skinnier if you're holding it vertically. So the length and width are just a little bit different. And so the sort of piece of paper size one, I guess, would be like the B4, although that would be quite tall. So a B4 it's bigger. So, you know, we think of like American or sorry, and I know I have international listeners, but I'm in the US and like our standard printer paper is eight and a half by 11 inches. A B4 
is 9.8 by 13.9 inches. So a bit bigger than a piece of printer paper. Again, if you fold that in half, you will get the B5, which is about 7 by 9.8 inches. It's actually 6.9 by 9.8. And if you fold that in half, you get the B6, which is almost 5 inches on the short side and almost 7. So think of like a 5 by 7 photograph. You, most people kind of know that that size. So that would be a B6. And once again, every time you go up a number, you're simply folding the sheet of paper in half so that the area is half. And so if you've ever really thought about that, the Hobonichi Techo Cousin, which I ta- reference all the time, is A5. Well, A5 is not the same as a half of a letter sheet of paper, but it is fairly close. It's a little bit smaller because as we've talked about, a letter sheet of paper is a tiny bit shorter than an A4, but not much. And then the A6 is pretty darn small. So it's just a little bit bigger than a quarter of a sheet of paper. And the area on the page of a regular Hobonichi Techo is half the area that you'll find on the page of a cousin in the A5 size. So that is kind of an intersection of paper sizes and math. But if you'd like to actually look and see what these look like and get a whole table of the inches, just go to papersizes.org because that is where I got my reference. All right, we're going to take a quick break from one of our sponsors and be right back. Organization always gives you time. Brian Tracy said a minute spent planning saves you 10 in execution. You already know this. That is why you follow Sarah and listen to the Best Laid Plans podcast. The Sunday Basket is a natural partner for your planning routine. The Sunday Basket contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save five hours each week once you establish a weekly habit, which usually takes four to six weeks. My name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm the founder and creator of the Sunday Basket and the 100-Day Home Organization Program. Sarah and I chatted in episode 33, and she's been sharing her Organized 365 journey with you here on Best Laid Plans. Organized 365 is proud to sponsor the Best Laid Plans podcast. You can find out more about the Sunday Basket on sundaybasket.com or try our free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. I am thrilled to welcome sponsor Jenny Kane back to the show. You can shop with code PLANS for 15% off. And let me tell you, there are some absolutely amazing summer pieces to choose from. Jenny Kane has a minimalist yet luxurious vibe, and the fabrics in their clothing are just perfection. For summer, think light cotton and linen, breezy silhouettes, and simple elegance. They have dresses that can be styled in so many ways to make them perfect for any occasion, and their cotton knits are perfect vacation staples. You will layer them over everything, and they can elevate every look. Jenny Kane also has amazing accessories from the perfect classic belt to gorgeous summer sandals. Enjoy a summer wardrobe refresh with Jenny Kane for pieces that will truly last for seasons to come. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Embrace your summer aesthetic with Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Earth Breeze Eco Sheets. 
dermatologist tested hypoallergenic liquidless laundry detergent. I love Earth Breeze because it's more convenient than jugs of liquid laundry detergent. It's more environmentally friendly and it works. Earth Breeze got rid of unnecessary chemicals for a formula that's kind to sensitive skin of all ages, including babies. And their lightweight cardboard packaging takes up just a fraction of the space in your laundry room versus traditional detergent. Just think, these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystems. In fact, 500 million detergent jugs end up in landfills and oceans every single year. That is a lot of plastic. To make things as easy as possible, EarthBreeze offers a flexible subscription so you never have to run out. I love the reduction in plastic and how well EarthBreeze works with sensitive skin. I definitely recommend giving it a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com plans. That's earthbreeze.com plans to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. That's earthbreeze.com plans. I'm so excited for Crunch Labs to be sponsoring a part of this podcast. Crunch Labs are STEM subscription build-it-yourself boxes for kids, and my 10-year-old has been into Crunch Labs for months. He started watching these awesome engineering videos with Mark Rober and was hooked at the very first box. The kids have accompanying videos and step-by-step instructions, so he's able to build them entirely on his own, and the stuff he makes with these kids is really cool. This summer, they are hosting something awesome called Camp Crunch Labs, where kids get 12 build-it-yourself toys with one shipped every week, plus access to exclusive Mark Rober videos and weekly challenges that are so much fun to do and also filled with engineering nuggets, so they're definitely learning as they go, even if they don't always realize that. Camp Crunch Labs starts in June, so it's a great time to check this out and get in on the action. Go to crunchlabs.com plans to sign your kids up for Camp Crunch Labs today. If you visit by using that URL, crunchlabs.com slash plans, you will get two boxes free. That's a $60 value. Again, that's crunchlabs.com slash plans to sign up for Camp Crunch Labs and receive two boxes free. All right, we are back with a couple of more fun Q&A. I think I have three more, so hopefully we can get to all of these today. The first one is about research, teaching, and parenting, and how to incorporate all three. And this is actually an audio question, so I will let this one play. Here we go. Hi, Sarah. I hope this message reaches you well. My name is Vanessa. I am a mother of two. I am also director of a research institute, and I also do research and I teach myself. So I have those three domains of life that I would like to include in one single planner. And I'm having a hard time finding uh, the perfect planner for me. This year, I adopted two uh, different systems. I have a bullet point journal and actually multiple ones for one for teaching, one for research, one for general administration. And I also have an agenda that looks like a planner on the side. So I have all those different things going on and it feels like life is completely unstructured. And I think that my lack of planning skills is reflecting on my life as well. Or maybe it's the other way around. And I would really appreciate if you could give me a tip. Is there a planner out there that would allow me to have in one place all those three domains of life and also perhaps include a small section where I can just write freely some creative notes related to research and teaching, that would be highly appreciated. Thank you so much. All right. So that was such a great question. Thank you so much for submitting it. 
And I too have a lot of domains that I'm trying to juggle. So I absolutely understand your desire to get them all in one book as I definitely like to do that as well. I don't really like having a separate work planner because, you know, life and work, they get mixed up sometimes. So the ideas I had for you based on what you were looking for, I wanted to mention Plum Paper because they have a lot of custom layouts where you could actually create rows for different sections of your life and have them labeled as such. So for each day, you could have a vertical layout where there's a box for stuff going on for your research, a box for teaching, and a box for parenthood. And they are customizable enough that I think you could add some notes pages and then delineate the notes pages up as well. Another option I thought that might work if you want something really compact or you don't like spirals might be to think about a Wonderland 222. Um, Especially if you got the notebook and planner set, you could use the planner. It, It is a vertical layout, but you could certainly divide it if you wanted to based on where you wanted to put your task list. But then what I was thinking is that you could divide up the notebook portion, which is a separate book for Wonderland, you could put dividers in it, like tabs in it, and you could actually just delineate a section for work, uh, sorry, a section for research, a section for teaching, and a section for parenthood. And you could just kind of keep those all separate in terms of your task list or any other things that you were trying to track. My third option that I came up with would be to simply, well, not so simply necessarily, because I find the whole world a little intimidating, but would be to go to a disc bound. So you could use a cloth and paper, you could use an inkwell press, you could go to something like you know, an ARC or a Levenger, but you could create your own disbound system where you have labeled custom dividers and kind of have a separate section going on for each. I personally, I mean, I would prefer layouts where I could kind of see both for each week. And I'm not sure this would give it to you, but you could find a weekly layout that you like. Like maybe you use the Inkwell Press Flex layout, which I think is great. And then you could then put sections of notes in your planner where one section is, you know, research stuff, one section is teaching and other stuff is kids. And you could put blank sheets there or other types of planning sheets that fit your needs. And then finally, my last idea would be if you want something really, really compact, you could use a Hobonichi Weeks or even a Hobonichi Weeks Mega because the Mega has a ton of blank pages in it. And therefore, you could have your schedule on your weeks. And believe it or not, people tend to make amazing use. Even though it's not a huge footprint notebook, I've seen spreads on Insta where people can fit an incredible amount of information, even in separate domains because maybe you could color code or divide up the the slots a little bit. But the mega has a ton of notes pages. So you could certainly delineate notes sections for each of those and probably have enough pages to get through most of the year, depending on how many notes you take. So those are all of my ideas as to how to incorporate like three separate domains into one system. Of course, I always welcome others' ideas or maybe people debating that it's not worth having all in one and they like having things separate let me know and we can pass that on to this wonderful listener. All right. And we have one more question, which actually kind of goes for the episode sponsor. I did not plan it this way at all. It just happened to be on my list. And I just think that's really cool. So this comes from Amy. And she writes that she actually found Best of Both Worlds and then Best Laid Plans through Organized 365, which is so cool. And that she notices that the podcast stars collided and she loves hearing us all talk to each other. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe we'll have to have Lisa on again in 2022. 
So she writes, Planning-wise, I'm using the Organized 365 Sunday Basket as a gateway drug of sorts into the planner world. Since once I have my mail and to-dos sorted, I naturally want to schedule them on my calendar and track them in a beautiful planner. For example, Lisa's select suggestion to write your next day's schedule on an index card led me to think, that's not enough space. Thanks to your reviews, I bought a golden coil and I'm now happily in an Erin Condren Daily Duo. The layout is working great for me, but I have a persistent planning and organized 365 question I was hoping you could help answer. How do you suggest sorting and tracking the to-dos off a weekly dump list? Organized 365 suggests sorting the to-dos into four categories, phone calls, errands, computers, and to-dos. They then suggest scheduling time on your calendar for when you'll do these, but that doesn't quite work for me. I find myself creating new categories each week. I use the suggested ones, but sometimes add in to buy, notes, pending, important, talk to spouse about. I write these tasks on a nine-section notepad from Simply Gilded and use washi tape to tape it inside the front cover of my Erin Condren Daily Duo. I reference it daily and add tasks I think I have the time or energy to do to the daily page. This functions, but it's not seamless. Any thoughts on how I could better sort my weekly to-dos on a dump list or track them in my planner? Okay, Amy, I think that solution sounds amazing. I mean, you found a customized way using a notepad that you love that has the right number of sections. And I love the idea of taping that into your Erin Condren Daily Duo kind of keeping it updated and then looking at it each day and deciding what to put on your daily planner. I do not think that is a system that is wrong in any way or really needs any change. And so I don't have a lot to say about this one. I think that's a fantastic system. I mean, you could, if you don't like that it's in the front cover, there are some planners that have like a little snap-in plastic page where you could tape it to that and then you could have it right next to the week. So if it's a location issue, that would work. Or perhaps you would be happier in like a ring bound system or a disbound where you could then move your list, you know, to each week as it was starting. But I definitely don't think there's any one right way to organize your weekly tasks. And I, I suspect Lisa would agree. Personally, I do work, life, kids, and blog pod. And I divide my weekly list into that. And then I rewrite it each week, migrating stuff that I want to migrate, getting rid of stuff I decided I'm not going to do. And then again, as we've talked about, and as you do as well, choosing my daily tasks right off of my weekly list based on what I have going on that day. But I think your system sounds awesome. I think your categories are amazing. And if anybody wants to hear those again, they are, she uses the four categories from Organize 365 of phone calls, errands, computer, and to-dos. But then she also added to buy, notes, pending, important, and talk to spouse about. So I think that's awesome that you figured out that your tasks seem to fall in those categories for the way your mind sees them. And I think your system sounds awesome. The only thing is if you wanted to bring that closer to your daily list, then that, you know, there are some ways that you could do that. All right. I said I had three questions, but I'm looking at this and there were only two. So I'm sorry to disappoint anyone, but that is all I have for today. And Next week's episode is going to be extra long, so you can look forward to that fun interview. And then we will have some review product episodes coming up. Now we're getting closer to the end of the year and I'd like to do a couple more concept episodes. So I know I've done one previously on like, you know, planning your next year, but I do want to do another one. And I'm even thinking about doing some sort of episode where you could 
like follow along and do some planning with me. So I'd be interested in hearing whether that's something some of you would want. And if you had any ideas, like whether it's a year end planning session or I don't know, something like that. So I welcome any ideas and hopefully we'll have more fun things coming around the bend. And I hope you have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.